Hello, friends. This is Pastor Mitch Reed from East Glenville Church, and I want to do another one of what I'm calling my side, seven-minute side issues. And I'm going to work hard to do it in seven minutes. My last one had to do with the days of creation. This time I'm taking more the other side. And the question for today is, is there evidence in science for a creator God? So I'm going to be looking at some scientific stuff and uh, pointing out how I think that it does show that kind of evidence. Is there evidence in science for a creator God? So the, some contend within science that the universe and life as we see it are the product of random natural forces, that there was a series of dice rolls and they fell just right so that we can have a universe capable of life, we can have a planet capable of life, and life could exist in all its diversity. And that is mostly a result of for fortunate accidents rather than an intelligent designer. I believe the science points more towards a designer than it does to, to, to random natural forces being able to create everything we see. So I'm going to offer six ways that I think science and the, the evidence that we see in creation points towards a creator. The first is simply the universe had a beginning. Um, Genesis 1-1 declares that in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. That actually fits rather well with the, the current theories of cosmology that the universe began out of almost nothing in a great expansion, what they call the Big Bang, uh, but, but there is a date for the beginning. And that's in contrast to what non-belief, atheism, has argued that the universe is eternal. So I think that, first of all, the universe had a beginning. And our very scriptures start with that truth, and science has now demonstrated it. The second one is that our universe and our planet are rigged for life. Now, let me explain what that means. Cosmologists have discovered, um, as they put together the fundamental forces and how they believe that the universe came to be, from the Big Bang all the way down to the formation of stars and the formation of planets. And they played with the numbers and found out if the fundamental forces of nature, such as gravity or the strong and weak nuclear forces or, or the electromagnetic forces, if they were just slightly different or the amount of mass contained within the universe, if any of that was just a little bit different from what it is, then it would not have enabled to be a, a stable universe that could enable chemical interactions that are necessary for complex life. And so there, there's this idea that, that somehow it's just right within our universe. And then when you f focus in on our planet, Earth itself is an amazing planet that, that has a whole host of things. And I can't go through any of them all, but, but there's a few things I think that are unique to Earth. We're just the right distance from the sun, the angle at which we're positioning the rotation, the fact that we have an iron core at the center of the earth that creates a magnetic field that actually protects us from a whole host of deadly cosmic rays. Um, that has been essential for life on earth. Here's one that may be a surprise, the planet Jupiter in our solar system. Jupiter has often taken the hit because of its huge gravity well. It has swallowed up asteroids and meteors that might otherwise have hit our planet. And 
Not that we never get hit, but we get hit a lot less because of Jupiter. So there's things about Earth that are just right, that enable life to form in the first place. And then, of course, we have the origin of life. How did even the first simplest cell form before there were any other life from which it can come from? Life does not spontaneously arise. That's one of the proofs of science. But somehow the first life had to come into being. How did that first cell originate? And so some contend there's, you know, the chemical interactions could happen and you get enough byproduct of organic chemicals that could self-organize in some way. And they're often saying, well, it's yet to be discovered, but they'll find some path to that first cell. I think it makes far more sense that, that, that God put it together and that that needed, that required a creator. Then not only the origin of life, but the diversity of life points towards a designer rather than random products and random forces within nature. And here's probably where the biggest arguments come, because this is where Darwinism comes into play. Darwinism would, Darwin's theory had nothing to do with the first three points. Darwin assumed that life already existed or believed it could come into existence somehow. Darwin's theory, which is, which is an elegant theory, is that small changes within a species, changes that we would all agree that happen, such as we see the breeds of dogs see changes, or maybe even a change that would lead from a dog to a wolf. We can all imagine those kind of changing happening in, by small changes throughout the generations. What Darwin's idea was is that those small changes could add up and, and you could go form a completely new type of animal from one to another. That is the gradual changes could add up. What I... And th- there's a lot of new research that's still happening that comes in on this. But the, the research in some ways is that, that, that there's limits to how far a, a certain animal species can go away from its original form. That it tends to revert back to the mean rather than continuing to expand forever. And, and there's not direct evidence um, including in the fossil record, that that there has been that gradual shift and change between species from one to another. And in fact, if you, you look at, at the fossil record, what it appears is that new species would appear completely formed and exist for a while, and then there would be an extinction time, and then new species would form. And rather than these transitional um fossils, it appears much more of what's called punctuated equilibrium. So this is an active debate in science, and I know I'm not giving it, for those who know know this, not giving it the full breadth, but, but I still believe the diversity of life points more towards a creator than it does a, a random uh, natural selection being able to produce the entire amount of, of life that we see. Moving, moving forward, and this is related there is information at the very center of life. The discovery of the genetic code in the 1900s shows that there's at, at the center of every living cell, human and otherwise, there is information, vast amounts of information in the DNA that's in the nucleus of a, of a cell. And, and here's the thing. Random mutations do not produce information. Information can only come from a design and intelligence. 
And I just think that the logic of that is so clear that our, our code could not have developed on its own just by the accumulation of mutations that would lead to new information because they don't produce new information. And so we, we also have the verse where it says, um, in the beginning was the word and the word was of God, right? So at the very beginning, there was the word, which is language, intelligence, a code. Hmm. One more. And, and I think this is, this is not so much a science, but an experience. And this is not provable, but human consciousness is more than just chemical interactions uh, in the brain. If the materialist, if the scientific materialist is right, the one who says there's nothing other than, than matter and energy, then, then what we think of as our thoughts and our awareness, our consciousness, our soul, that that is actually not really there. It's, 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 a, it's something we think is there, but it's really just our neurons firing that give us the, the thinking, the thought that we actually have a, a, an individual existence. In contrast, the Bible teaches this, that God created mankind, men and women, in his image. He created them male and female, that because we're in his image, we have a real inner being, a mind, a soul, whatever you want to say that, that can think apart from and outside of just our human brain. Those are some of the reasons why I believe that, that science and the evidence within the world God made actually points to a designer, an intelligence that is above and beyond this universe. And I, I gave very quick updates. I know I'm not making full arguments here. Um, but I hope that's helpful just to get a, a, a sense of it. There's lots of books that go into much more detail on each of these arenas. What I want to convey to my fellow church folks is this simple idea. Believers, Christians do not need to fear science. We need not fear. What is science? Science is an observation an analysis and experimentation that tries to discern truths within the world that we live in. But if this world was made by God, then, then true observations and analysis and that will lead us to, to, to truth. And that's exactly what Psalm 19 says. It says, The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. Day after day they pour forth speech. Night after night they reveal knowledge. Now sometimes... Within science, you get scientists and they, they, they misinterpret the data. But, but the reality is, is that God created a world that we can observe and study and analyze and think about. And it will not lead us away from him. It will lead us to him. Thanks again. Um, hope you can uh, join us on Sunday. We're continuing to go through Genesis. We do Genesis 3 to, 3 to 12 tomorrow. Thanks. Bye.